It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back. We have the frustrating case of the high school girls basketball player ruled ineligible for her senior season. A guilty plea by a former state legislator. No smoking on one Alabama beach. And the remains of an Alabama veteran are identified after 77 years. I'm Mike Morgan and we're down in Alabama. First, a correction from yesterday's down in Alabama briefing. I said Fairhope when I meant to say Fairfield. So to be clear, Larry Langford at one time was mayor of Fairfield. Not Fairhope, not Fairview, but the Jefferson County city of Fairfield. It looks like state lawmakers will try to respond to the Maori Davenport situation. Maori is the girls basketball star at Charles Henderson High School in Troy who was ruled ineligible for her senior season by the Alabama High School Athletic Association. She's such a star player that she made it onto a national team that won a gold medal during a competition in Mexico. Then USA Basketball sent all the players on that national team a stipend check for $857, including Maori. That was a mistake, not because it violates NCAA rules, but because it violates the AHSAA's amateurism rule. Maori and her family say they trusted that USA Basketball wouldn't have sent the money if she couldn't have it, and after they found out it was a violation, they returned the money. But there had been a three-month gap between when they received the money and when they returned it, and the AHSAA insists that it is bound by that amateurism rule, which also has a mandatory one-season suspension for violators. Which leaves us with a potential Miss Alabama basketball candidate and Rutgers commitment who doesn't get to play her senior season of high school ball. The story's drawn some national attention. Enter the state lawmakers. AL.com's Mike Kaysen reports that State Representative Kyle South, a Republican out of Fayette, announced he would introduce a bill that would put into place more oversight of the AHSAA. Specifically, that 25% of the AHSAA governing members be appointed by the State Superintendent of Education or the State Board of Education. The bill would also require that the Department of Examiners of Public Accountants audit AHSAA just as it would a state agency. The AHSAA is private, but South believes they can justify the increased oversight because he said it receives most of its money from taxpayer-funded public schools and the athletic activities of public school students. The bill probably doesn't help Maori this season, however. The regular legislative session does not begin until March 5th, three days after the state finals are scheduled to end. Said Maori, I really, really, really want to play again. But if that doesn't happen, I'd really like for the Alabama High School Athletic Association to never let this happen to another student athlete in Alabama. Former State Representative Ed Henry, a Republican out of Hartzell, will be changing his plea to guilty in a federal health care fraud case, reports AL.com's Mike Kaysen. There are no more details yet on the plea deal. Henry was indicted last year on charges that involved a company he owned that provided chronic care management. The charges included conspiracy to defraud Medicare and violation of an anti-kickback law. 
Well, when you go to sit on your butt down at the beach this summer in Gulf Shores, you better not be bringing and leaving any cigarette butts. AL.com's John Sharp reports that the public beachfront along that half-mile stretch will be smoke-free by regulation. The state of Florida is considering such regulations statewide, and five will get you ten that isn't far down the road for the rest of the Gulf Coast to fall into place. Beginning in 2015, the Pentagon restarted efforts to identify remains of Americans who were killed during the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor on December 7, 1941. At the time, the military could identify only 35 of more than 400 servicemen who died aboard the USS Oklahoma, which was attacked by aircraft and hit with torpedoes. But in recent years, they've been using modern technology to account for more and more of those listed as missing. AL.com's Lita Gore reports that Navy Chief Warrant Officer John Arnold Alstice of Warrior has been accounted for, 77 years after he died aboard the Oklahoma. Austin had enlisted in the Navy when he was just 15 years old in 1920. He was 36 years old in 1941 at Ford Island, Pearl Harbor, and he was among those trapped on the Oklahoma when it capsized. He was able to get out through a portal that was underwater, and the Navy credited him with helping 15 sailors escape. He did not make it out himself and was posthumously awarded the Navy Cross for what he did that day. An escort destroyer, the USS Austin, is named in his honor. He joins Navy water tender second class Edgar Gross of Athens among sailors who have died on the Oklahoma and have recently been accounted for. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great Thursday. We'll be back on Getaway Day. Y'all come see us anytime, 24-7 on the World Wide Web at AL.com.